Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, today we are very, very grateful and very fortunate to have the amazing Nerida Bint from Lazom in studio with us live to talk about her story. And let me promise you, this is a story that you don't want to miss. It is one that every time I hear it, I get goosebumps. And there's so much value to be gained from Nerida's uh, teachings and really not only her story, but what she's done with it as well. I think we all have difficulties and challenges and moments in life where we have a choice to either grow from it and learn from it and make a difference with it or to let it beat us. And Nerida's story highlights so clearly the importance and value of surrounding yourself with the right people, of getting out of your comfort zone, of making choices that scare you and just committing to action to make change. She's an absolute inspiring powerhouse of a woman who I'm very grateful to call not only one of our vision partners at BU, but also a very dear friend of mine as well. So with that said, let's jump straight into the episode. Okay, Nes, thank you so much for coming in today and, and spending some time with us. I know we've tried to do this in the past and uh, technology's never really worked well for us. First time, deleted the whole recording yeah. after we're done. And then second time, obviously today, the microphone just decided it didn't want to work with you. But yeah, uh, we got here in the end. So we're going to have a great chance to, for you to connect with the audience and share some of your story and background. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I always love chatting to you. So I feel really honored to be on the show. Perfect. So for those who are listening, because obviously you and I have got a chance over the last couple of months to really get to know each other, to really connect. And I think it's funny, we've repeatedly found how similar mm. we are in, in many ways, which is quite cool to see. And we both share these big visions for making an impact in people's lives. Um, but for those listening who don't know you and aren't familiar with you, I'd love for you to share a bit of your story and basically not just where you are now, but what triggered that. Like I'm always fascinated by you know, people want to make a difference, yeah, but why? Like, where did that come from? And I know for you, you identified it so clearly. It's not this very obscure. It's like, no, I know exactly what's led me to be here. Mm. And I think that's beautiful and such an inspiring story. So I'd love to hand across to you and just share that with our listeners. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And um, I think you're right. Like, I really do have a very strong understanding of why I'm doing what I do every day. Um, so essentially, the reason, you know, why Lassam exists is because, we want to empower women to live more meaningful lives, to come into a space where they can, you know, find their health and fitness and connection with other women in a really safe um, space that's really encouraging and supportive of them, no matter what age, shape or size they're at. Um, I'll backtrack a little bit there and uh, tell my story. So um, probably around about 10 years ago now, like I was a very different person. I was... Um, you know, very, very depressed, very, very unwell, and I probably had been for the majority of my life. Uh, and I happened, I was in a relationship at the time, I was about 20 kilos overweight, and my partner and I had bought a house, <clears throat> excuse me, across the road from a gym. <clears throat> and um, it was a CrossFit gym, and back then, you know, CrossFit was such a new thing. No one really knew what it was, what it was. No one really understood what it was. There was it was only one or two that existed in Newcastle at the time. And, um, you know, I, I had put on a lot of weight traveling overseas, but I knew that I wanted to get my fitness back and I had been trying to lose weight, but I, you know, I was training and, and, not, and, and eating, but not really in a way that was obviously conducive to what I wanted to achieve. 
So I remember watching these guys and girls training, like the house was literally across the road from the gym, and I'd wake up every morning and watch them, and they were doing just such incredible things. Like they were lifting tires, doing pull-ups, running, swinging kettlebell swing, like kettlebells, um, throwing barbells over their head. And I remember just thinking, like, I was fascinated by it, and I really wanted to be a part of it. So I, you know, went over the road to ask about joining up, and the irony is, you know, most people are so nervous and so um, kind of anxious to go into a gym like that that they don't really know what it's about, they don't know anybody and kind of say, you know, hey, what's this about? I'd love to join up. But I didn't have any of that hesitation. I was really naive and I just kind of went, this is great. I know I'm going to suck at it for the first few months, but I know it's the thing I need to do to get back into shape because I had been a really competitive surf boat rower and really involved in surf life saving my whole life. So I was very much a team sport person and I had always just naturally been a kind of fit girl. So when it came to actually really being conscious of my health and fitness, I just had no idea. Like I didn't know how to get back there. So I went across the road and it's a day I'll never forget. And in hindsight, like at the time it was mortifying and, and it was really embarrassing and just, yeah, it was an awful experience, but it is, has been one of the most defining moments of my life, which has put me onto this path. But I went into this gym and was asking all these questions and I remember just walking in and thinking it was like out of a Rocky scene, like, you know, Rocky, the you know, the movie. Like it was just all these people doing these amazing things and I was just like, this is awesome. Like look at all these people that are like fit and amazing. Um, once I got chatting to the owner, like I noticed he was just, you know, kind of um, his energy wasn't really matching mine and he was kind of looking me up and down and he said, darling, this is not for you. Yeah. Um, and that was obviously because I was so overweight. So obviously I was I was more like I was embarrassed. I was really really um, yeah I was struggling to hold back the tears as I walked out. So anyway, um, I wish I could say that like from that moment I went and found another gym and I did, but I didn't. It, it honestly like I went my life from that moment was you know every day getting up watching these guys training outside of my window and just wishing so much that I could be a part of that and just knowing that if I had had the chance to prove myself, I could be like one of those girls. Fast forward about six months, I, I went to a barbecue with a friend and I bumped into an old friend whose partner had lost about 15 kilos, looked amazing, and I was asking him, like, what is it that you're doing? What do you, you know, how did you how did you do this? And he said, I've been doing CrossFit. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I could do that, but, you know, they won't let me. <laughs> um, and he said to me, come to my gym. It's it's an amazing community. The experience, Like the guys are awesome, they own it. Come with me. Like I promise you, you won't have that same experience. But, you know, and I kind of had loosely committed to go, but in the back of my mind thinking I'll find a way to get out of it later. Anyway, fast forward, you know, that to the Thursday that week and he'd messaged me and said, don't even think about cancelling. I'll see you at 5 o'clock. So all day I was terrified. Like I had this feeling of anxiety, like going to this gym and being rejected like I had before, being judged and just, you know, which was so ironic because I'd never had that before, but that experience at that first gym had given me that anxiety. And, you know, it was like I went not even knowing that I was going, like I just something inside me made me go and I'm so thankful I did because stepping into that gym 100% changed the course of my life. So I remember getting out of my car and like physically shaking and being so terrified and the owner came up to me he was the first one to approach me he shook my hand he said how are you you know I'm Shannon I own this gym blah 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 introduced me to five of other people made me feel so welcome at the beginning of the brief introduced me to everybody everybody smiled shook my hand high-fived me so I immediately felt that just that nervousness and that anxiety dissipate 
Then the workout, and, and the workout was something like ridiculous. It was five rounds of 400-meter run, 20 kettlebell swings, 20 pull-ups, and 20 burpees. It was some, All I remember is the run and the burpees. Yeah. In between, there was other things, but I can't it's really just remember. Just a blur now. It was such a blur. <laughs> but what I do remember is they were running around this oval, and I remember being about halfway around the oval and seeing everybody running in back into the gym. Everyone yeah. was done. And I was a long way behind, but I didn't care. I didn't judge myself for that. I, I just gave myself a little bit, bit of a pep talk, and I, I had that history of like, don't worry, like you, you are where you are, and every day you come, you'll get better and better. Just let go of that. So the workout, everyone had finished minutes, like ages before I had, but my last round of burpees, I will never forget, everybody got down and did 20 extra burpees with me. Amazing. And, I mean, I was broken. Like the fact that I was looking at all these guys thinking, you've just done an extra 20 burpees. Like everyone high-fived me, one lady hugged me, and I was just hooked, of course. I was hooked. My, and then my coach said to me at the time, he said, you know, how did you like it? What did you, you know, I was like, I loved it. Thank you so much. I feel so welcome and accepted. And he said, what are your goals? And I burst into tears as I was telling him, I really want to lose 20 kilos. Like I need to get my life back. Like it's not the weight, but it was like what it was holding me back from doing. Mm-hmm. I had all these friends that were like going on, um, you know, beach days, going out on the boats, going and doing beach volleyball, all these fun things that I would not do because I felt so self-conscious about being in swimmers in front of people. So he said to me, great, come here five, six days a week. I will help you sign up to some sort of nutrition plan. And he kind of loosely re- referred Michelle Bridges to me. Yep. So I signed up for both of them. 12 weeks later, I had lost 20 kilos, Amazing. 21 kilos to be exact. And I was just a different person. And then that put me on, like getting, it was, when I look back, it wasn't a conscious thing at the time, but it was like I had to get one thing so much of my life was out of alignment and I had to just figure on one thing at a time. So the first thing was the health and the wellness, like the physical, and and being around people like, honestly, Declan, I cannot explain how life-changing it is to be around people that support you, accept you, and love you for who you are. It's like that power of tribe, right? Mm. Our our behaviour is so influenced by those around us. To feel supported and have that bedrock. Yeah. Incredible. It was honestly, it was it was a game changer for me. Like all of a sudden I was around all these people that, you know, saw me as an athlete. Like even yeah. when I was 20 kilos heavy, they treated me like I was. They treated me like I was one of them. And I remember it very clearly. One day, you know, a girl that I had admired and really just she was this little weapon athlete coming over and training next to me and just encouraging me and giving me high fives. And like I'll never forget that. It was like a, she was a celebrity in my eyes. I just remember thinking to myself, if I'm ever anything like you, I'll be so happy. And for her to just take that time out, and it wasn't a conscious thing, but obviously all these things were just, you know, contributing to what I wanted to do for others. So I focused on the health and wellness. And then, you know, unfortunately the relationship I was in wasn't really serving me. We, we parted on good terms, but it wasn't the relationship that I was meant to be in. So I ended that, and that gave me the confidence to do that. When yeah. I was overweight, I never had the confidence to leave because – I didn't know if I'd ever find anyone else again. So I left the relationship and then, you know, 12 months later I left the job that I was in and and same thing, like I loved the people that I worked for there but I just had this sense of like there is something else for me. Mm. Like I meant, it wasn't like I meant to change the world or I meant to make a difference but it was like I just wanted to get up and enjoy what I was doing every day. And it wasn't a conscious thing. I just quit my job. I was on my way to work one day. My, I called my boss. I had that same sinking feeling and I just said I'm done. I quit. And he was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, and, and I had nowhere to go. I didn't know what I was going to do. He took me out for lunch and said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with you like now? 
And I said, I don't know, but I'm I'm not, I'm gonna figure it out. And he said, Well, you know what you should do? You should be a trainer. And I laughed at him. And I was like, as if anyone would want to be trained by me. And he was like, Merida, you light up when you talk about burpees. Every time I'd go into work, girls would ask me about training, nutrition, and I would just be little, little, little. So that sat with me. I didn't really give it another thought. But then three months later, I was kind of like, right, I need to get a job. And I thought, I'll just get a job in a cafe. Just I'll just waitress and just figure out who I want to be when I grow up. And I happened to be driving past this women's only supplement store. And I thought, oh, I'll pull in there. I don't know anything about subs, but I'll find it. Like, I'll make it work. Pulled in, asked the lady there if she had any work, who now has gone on to become one of my closest friends. She said to me, I don't. I don't have any work for you. And after chatting for a while and she found out what I was all about and I was just rabbiting on about training, obviously, she said to me, why don't you start a boot camp? I'll help you start a boot camp. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I don't have any clients. I don't have any gear. I'm not qualified. And she said, well, I'm qualified. I've got some gear and I've got 10 girls' phone numbers. We could probably text and see if they'd come. So that night I went home and texted every single one of them and said the following Monday at Nobby's Beach, we're running a boot camp three days a week, $10 a session, come along, under pink muscle, that's what the shop was called, and we had eight girls turn up. And that was really the beginning of me discovering that, you know, I had this really um, huge passion for, like, you know, making women healthy, fit, encouraging them to connect, encouraging them to step outside their comfort zone, stretch themselves. So I went from a boot camp and then I would kind of talk, like they would say to me, can you give me programs to do on the other days because I love what we do here but I hate going to the gym. And I'd be like, well, why don't you come to my gym with me? Like I would, I was training at a CrossFit gym at the time. And the funny thing is so many women, the minute you say CrossFit and the minute you talk about men, they just go, Mm-mm, no way, no chance. So it got me thinking and I was like, well, what would a gym be like if it was women's only and we were doing this style of training but but not kind of like, you know, intimidating them with that word, but, you know, getting them stronger, getting them fitter, getting them all connected. And then as soon as I voiced that, they were just like, sign me up. So we started, I then um, moved into a small space in Tyres Hill, which was about 100 square metres, probably the size of your lounge room here, tiny, and I just made it work. And then after two years we moved to a bigger space in Carrington where we now sit and we've got 200 members and I love it. I love going to work every day. I love two parts of my job like creating and facilitating this community of women of all ages, shapes and sizes where they all feel welcomed and a part of a community the minute they walk through the door, no matter what, no judgment. And then also developing these leaders within my community. So my coaches, my staff and putting them up on a pedestal and showcasing, you know, really giving them, you know, their time to shine. Which obviously I've had the the opportunity and I'm very grateful to be part of that training with the leadership mm. team and, uh, be involved closely with uh, the Lazom community that you guys have built. Yeah. And there's so much I want to highlight uh, already from your story because it's incredible. But to start with, it really does showcase everything that we're about to be you in terms of spreading that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So to you know spread a ripple effect starting with self. Yeah. And I love that you're like, I had to start with mm-hmm. myself. I had to start with changing my health. That led to changing the relationship. That led to the change yes. And then from that, I was in a position to be able to help all of these other amazing women. Yeah. Right? And then start creating other ripples, you know, by ha- developing a leadership team. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to do. And uh, another thing I want to, I'd love to ask you on this, because coincidentally I was only talking about it the other day to someone, very synchronous, uh, you know, synchronicity of the universe. The idea of so many people now get stuck in that I need to know. And I say, it's the, I need to know before I go, mm. right? So I need to be sure of everything. I need to have the right answer. I need to really think this through. It has to be perfect. It has to be right. And then I'll take action. Mm. 
And when I listened to your story, it's like every major shift was the exact opposite, right? It was like, I have, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing here, Yeah. but I'm going to go for it and I'll figure it out on the way. And I've Talk all, about that. Yeah, and that's I've, I've been very open about that with anybody that asks me about what I do and the business that I run. Um, and I interestingly, I read a really interesting quote on Instagram just yesterday that read, if you have, wait till you're ready, you've yeah. waited too long. And I really believe in that. So many people, like, you, you're never ready for that next step. You are never ready. Um, and, you know, the for, fortune favours the brave. Like, it really does. Like, the, the ones that take those risks, take those leaps. And what I, the reason why I do that is because you learn something every time. So, say, for instance, you take a risk and it doesn't pan out the way you think it should have. It'll lead you to somewhere or it'll, it'll lead you to a learning and you've got the chance to go back and redo it or do it a different way. You don't fail. There's no end point. People are so afraid of failing. You're, there's only learning. I don't think there's any failure. And I think that's, I think I really um, kind of, I really appreciate my background in sport because I think that's like sport and training and fitness. Michelle Bridges um, talks about a lot about how you train to failure. Like we are, we train our bodies every day. And I think for me, that has really translated to business. Like I'm used to working, you know, to my peak and just, you know, working to that failure and then learning from it. Okay, well, how, how many reps did I do that time? Okay, I didn't get as many as I wanted, but next time I'm going to try for this. So it's like you're never ready. Like you can't wait to know everything. Like you just have to have a bit of faith. And honestly, that's the only thing I put my success down to is, I have had blind faith and a bit of naivety. Like it's like <laughs> walking that. into that gym for the first time. So 99.9% of people would have some sort of anxiety or some sort of like stress walking into a gym where they didn't know the type of training. Like back then CrossFit was like six months old so no one even knew about it. I was Googling it going, what the hell is this? Whereas now most people know what it means but they're still nervous. I had no idea. And then to still be rejected like that, like, like, you know what I mean? Most people would go in and not have that experience but have that anxiety. So it's, like, interesting. But And what percentage of people wouldn't even go Wouldn't in, even go. Right? And, and, and Yeah, 100%. And you know what? I'm Like, I, I, I went had that experience. I could have so easily not gone to the second one and not had the, the, the opposite experience. And I always talk about those two polar experiences because I'm so grateful for both of them. Yeah. The first one taught me the kind of business I don't want to run and the kind of person I don't want to be. The second one put me on that path where I could get myself together. I could change my habits and change my life and then give back to others. There's a great saying that I love, which is our life is shaped by moments. Totally. But, uh, you know, and we combine that with, I love, uh, you know, what Steve Jobs says in terms of we can't connect the dots of life looking forward. We can only connect it looking back. And when we look back and go, Oh, if that didn't happen, this wouldn't have been, this wouldn't have been, this. Oh. And having that faith that, you know, at the end of the day, it will in some way all work out if you show up and you yeah. commit. It's not going to be show, you know, it's not going to work out on its own, but you've got to put in work, but it will work out. And I love that you said, you know, it's no longer about failing. It's about, it's not win-lose, it's win-learn. Yes. So much less pressure on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even when things aren't going well, just being able to ask yourself, where's the growth opportunity here? Yeah. And I think that comes back to the, like, and this isn't something I try to do at La Somme is I try to really create an environment where failure is celebrated. Like we actually congratulate you for pushing past beyond your limits. Like if you're failing on a back squat, great. We know you're really testing yourself today. If you're hitting those reps over and over and over and not really challenging yourself, like what are you really getting out of this? And, I mean, it's all into context. Like some days 
you can you want to go in and test that some you don't but yeah like we I try really hard to sell to create a community where people feel safe to fail because that's where the growth comes yeah, I know it's something even within my own growth and journey mm-hmm. I've been talking uh, with my coaches and my team a lot lately about it, I'm shifting my mindset to go it is better for me to set large goals that I don't yes, hit yeah. than to set medium goals that I hit every time mm-hmm. and that's been such a shift within myself and within my own thinking I know a lot of people listening would have that same shift to go what do you mean you're setting goals with the full awareness and intention that it might not work well that's the point isn't yeah it? that's the point like you're not meant to, you set these big lofty goals the point is not to hit them like it's the point is to get somewhere close yeah at, which is still further beyond what you would have had you set a medium sort of goal that you knew you could achieve it's that idea of stretch goals right? i know um, yeah. by the way as i learned from my coaches said if you put your hand out in front of you mm. you imagine this goal that you've just told me about is it something that you're easily able to grab mm. And if it's you're easy able to grab it, it's too long. Yes. And he goes, on the other hand, is it something that's like in the other room and mm. it's nowhere near your hand? And you're like, well, why even bother? Exactly. And in that case, it's too big. You want yeah. the one that your fingertips are just brushing it. Yeah. And when your fingertips are just touching the goal, you're like, okay, let's step up to the plate. Let's go yeah, for this. Totally. And I think that shift in itself in how people approach any year of their life. Yeah. Health, business, you know, relationships. Mm. We start thinking about pushing our potential mm. a little bit mm-hmm. and the results just come. And I think not enough people give that credit. Like I don't think enough people are really spending the time with themselves, figuring out, asking themselves, what do they want from life? What are they here for? What are they trying to achieve? Like who are they, you know, what is their life all about? And I think we, and I mean I'm guilty of it too, You time passes so quickly and then you look back and then all of a sudden you're just kind of like, what have I been doing? Like you need, you know, it's good to check in and, it's great to have a coach that you can talk to and kind of say, these are my goals, this is where I'm tracking, and they can check back in with you and go, how are you going with that? Like I really believe in the value of what you guys do yeah. um, and I find that so important and it's been so useful for me. Having a mentor, every everyone needs a coach and every coach needs a coach. Yes. So oh. it's like. Yeah, let's just say that again. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs a coach and every coach needs a yes. coach. Like, And my life, like, you know, people always ask me, like, um, you know, where do you, how do you go about your networking and how do you, you know what, all I do is take interest in people and hear what they're about and if it resonates with me, I follow that curiosity and I surround myself with plenty of those people that have that knowledge, like you, like every time I catch up with you, I'm just, I come away with this new, like just new kind of kind of way of thinking and just this little bit, little bit of learning every time. And then I have my, you know, I have all these mentors around me and I, I'm sure we all do that for each other. So it's like you need to constantly surround yourself with those people. Otherwise, where are you growing? I was like, going to say, like, and it's vice versa as well. I know we had a great breakfast meetup the other day and went, mm. oh, hang on. Like this is where, you know, my weaknesses are. These are where my strengths are. And you went, mine are opposite. Yeah. Why, why aren't we just working together on this? And it's that idea of collaboration over competition. Yes. Be it in business, I, be yeah. it in, you know, in the gym, be yeah. it in anywhere in life mm. rather than trying to be competitive going how do we all win together mm-hmm. there's plenty of resources out there right let's yeah. work together on this yeah somebody michael holt from cornerstones yes. said to me once a rising tide lifts all boats and i love that oh so i love that if we one of us lifts we all lift we all rise together it's not you make it and i don't it's we share we collaborate we all grow and evolve and learn and we all make it and that's something i'm really passionate about i'm really passionate about helping my clients but also 
you know, supporting others in the community that, you know, are in business and, and seeing them do well too because at the end of the day we've all got the same goal. Like we're all trying to help people be healthier, be more well and, and be part of communities. So I want to see everybody succeed. Yeah, and I think if that mindset was adopted by so many, by way more people, and again, it comes back to that idea of spreading the ripple effect starting with stuff. Mm. I know one of my first mentors and coaches, uh, Sebastian Terry, who I love dearly, talks about the uh, oxygen mask on the plane. Mm -hmm. He said, such a simple sentence, you know, secure your mask before helping others. And it wasn't until I listened to it again the other day that I realized how much meaning is in that. One, put your mask on first, yes. which I will forget to do. Yes. Right? Just help everyone else they burn out. Yeah. He goes, but then once your mask is on, don't sit back and sip a martini. Yeah. Right? Like, don't yeah. just be like, well, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Life's done for me. He's like, yes, exactly. you are then obligated to make a difference. Yeah. And to help others. And you know what I find? Um, like, as like we're coming up to five years in business this year. And Congratulations, I've seen, by the way. You. That's, a, That's a, huge. a big tipping point. Yeah, it is. And we're on the verge of like the next phase, like the yes. next, like going national and taking this brand all around Australia. Um, and you know what? Like it's it's not the wear women's only. It's not the program. It's not the stuff. It's our attitude. And yes. it's our attitude to constantly want to grow and evolve and learn and help others and, you know, collaborate. It's all those things. And those, what I'm really noticing is those businesses or those people that aren't, that way inclined aren't making it like yeah, they're just 100%. getting left behind so you know like it's it's you know business you have to evolve and you have to be talking to other people and you have to be yeah connected to see what other people are doing and what's working and what's not and then we all learn from each other yeah, and i think that's so useful on an individual level as well like you are seeing now we're being told we're more connected than ever mm -hmm. in society however the rates of loneliness yeah in Western countries are going through the roof. There's a whole loneliness epidemic now yeah. where people feel really isolated and shut off. And, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, we're not getting the quality in depth. So I think yeah. what you do and the, the fact that you put so much focus on community and tribe, and it's so funny that I never pieced together where that came from until I heard your story again just then, mm. where I went, because that connection mm. wasn't there the first time, yeah. it was like this has to be done when I run it. And, and right. you know what? That's one thing I try really hard. Any experience that I have, that I'm a little bit like, ooh, I don't like that or, yeah. ooh, that's that's something that I, it doesn't really – I always think, well, that's that's good. It just affirms what I do want. So I'm really – I am really glad that I had that clarity to kind of go, okay, like I didn't at the time but now opening this business, it's like I remember that day. Like that day is etched in my memory forever. That feeling, you know, it's like – that saying, like people will never remember what um, what you say, they'll remember how you feel, yes. that, how you made them feel. Yes. I remember very clearly the shame. And, you know, it wasn't until years later when I discovered Brene Brown, which we all love, that I understood what that feeling was. For such a long time, even when I had gone to this new gym and I'd had this transformation and I was making all these connections, I still always had this little link back to that gym and wondered why was I not allowed to be included? Why was... Why was I not good enough? Am I not, like I still had those stories playing around in my head, and it wasn't until I really understood that feeling of shame, and that wasn't actually about me. It's yeah. got nothing to do with me, and I just had to really forgive myself through that process, and then make peace with it, and what and and how that's now put me on this path of helping others and making that. And, and you know, people always like people talk about like community and culture and stuff like that, like. And I heard someone say once, culture doesn't exist if you don't feel like, if you don't feel like you're banging on and on and on to some, someone about something that they're getting annoyed by you, like your stuff, <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's the one thing, like there are so many goals we want to hit, like we want to keep our bathrooms clean, we want to yes. make sure we do the brief in this many minutes and we want this and we want that. 
But I don't really go on and on and on about that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the, the feeling that people have when they come into that gym, I am psychotic about it. I'm yeah. fanatical about it. Like my girls, I can tell you, my staff yeah. and even some of my members probably every day roll their eyes going, yes, yes, we get it. Be <laughs> nice to people. And I'm like, it is just something I am so – and sometimes what I've really learned for myself in the last few months is as a leader I can be a bit of an explosive leader. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like that's not happening – my instinct can be to just react. Yeah. So I'm really working with that now to breathe and yeah. and just take some time and space and actually figure out what's going on here and, and lead with positive geared language, not negative. So I'm still, okay. it's still like, look, it's very much managing 200 women plus another 20 staff is huge. So it's like it's it, we don't always get it right, yes. but the goal we're always trying. Which again highlights that it's win or learn, right? It's not totally. no one's expecting you to be the perfect leader straight totally. away, which is absolutely amazing. And you know, you and I could talk about this all day, every day. Mm. Like we definitely have the best conversations. Yeah, <laughs> um, just really forcing each other to think outside of the box and grow. Yeah. Um, I will put you on the spot with this mm. one though, and say if someone's listening to this. And they're really resonating with what you're saying. They're like, man, I just get this. Like, my God, she's talking to me. Mm-hmm. What would the three dot point tips be that you'd give them? And you've got two minutes. Two to minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so I think there's a saying I love, always lead with love. So just always, whatever it is, like if you feel, if something feels good, if something feels warm, if people, places, experiences feel good, go towards that. Don't, like I see so many people Right, racing after people or places or experiences where they're not truly being seen. So go to those places and those people that that welcome you and that love you and open their arms up to you. So I think that's something I've learned over the years. Um, I think do something con- every day or every week that puts you out of your comfort zone. Like I'm a big, big believer in that. Like say yes. Like if something scares you, like say yes to it because that's where all the good stuff comes. That's where all the interesting people come. That's where all the learnings and the growth happen. Like there are so many things that I've said yes to that I was terrified of that have paid off big time. So say yes to those things that scare you. Um, And I think, you know, for me, like having come from such a background of depression and mental illness, like I think for me being kind to people is so important and just always treating each other with kindness being mindful of your social media, being mindful of supporting people on social media, like um, being mindful of how you talk to people face-to-face and how you treat them. Like I just think you just really never know what someone's going through. And when I opened up about my, you know, experiences, it was so it's such a shock to so many people because yeah. everyone thought I was the bubbly, happy-go-lucky happy, girl, but deep down I was I was broken. Yeah. So, and, and if that is you, reach the best thing I ever did was put my hand up at the age of 32, which like I was not young, like pretty, you know, but no one knew up until then, put your hand up and, and admit it, you know, say that you need help. I love that. That is so powerful. And thank you so much again for coming in today and sharing your story and your knowledge. I know so many people are going to get so much out of this and uh, I'm really excited for them to connect with you more from here. Thank you so much for having me, Declan. I love this show. I love what you're all about. I really commend you. I really love what you're doing in the community and what you've added to my business in, in working with us as vision partners. Like, Honestly, I cannot um, speak highly of, you know, every time you come in and run a seminar, the place just lifts for the next few months. Like everyone's just, you know, that money we spend with you guys is like like I cannot put a price on that. It's, it's just if, if I can urge anyone listening to this, if you're not already working with BU, like please do. It's the best thing. 
So many people ask me, like, how is it that we're successful? How are we doing this? You know, I invest. I invest. I spend money where I believe, and that investment with you guys has just paid off already. And we're only halfway into the year. Like, I'm so excited to see what the back end comes out. So, yeah, like, thank you for everything you're doing. This podcast, I love it. And, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. And, and vice versa as well because I know you're making such an impact not just in the community with Lazon but also on a much larger scale. You actually have your own podcast, which I'd love for all of our listeners to listen to as well. So for them to reach out and connect with you more, be it whether they're local or not, yep. how would they best do that? Oh, yeah. So we have a website, lasom.net.au, and that's spelled L-I-S-S-O-N-E. We have Instagram. We're really huge on Instagram and Facebook. Lasom Newcastle, Lasom Maitland on both of those. Um, and you can also reach us on our Lasom podcast. It's the Lasom podcast. So, yeah, please drop us a line. We love hearing from people. Which I sure. believe I'm right in saying has just hit 20,000. Just 20,000 downloads, Amazing. yes. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I cannot recommend you listen to that enough. It's actually, funnily enough, being someone who hosts a podcast for last year, I've only just started listening to podcasts in the last four weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I read one for 51 weeks without listening to them. Uh, and one of the five podcasts I listen to is actually the Lazon podcast. Oh, that's such so a compliment. Thank for you. For those who, and you know, the other ones are Brendan Bouchard, Tony Robbins, Lewis Howes. So you're surrounded by good company. <laughs> I'm very honoured. Thank you. So for those listening, definitely connect more with Des. Definitely reach out to Lazon. And thank you once again for choosing to invest your time with us today on the podcast. Cheers. Thank you once again for choosing to spend your time with us today on the Be You With Declan Edwards podcast. I know that I got so much value out of that episode and that interview, and I trust that you did as well. Make sure, as always, that if you love the episode, you share it around. You know, Nerida and I talked a lot today about the power of a ripple effect and how by working on ourselves, we can then help others. And there are so many people out there who would benefit from hearing this podcast who we will never be able to positively impact without your help. Now, whether you help by giving us a five-star review, whether it's writing a review, whether it's sending us an email, just letting us know that you're listening, we love interacting with the community, or whether it's screenshotting that you're listening and putting it on your social media. If you do that, make sure you tag us at BU underscore coaching. Every little step does make a difference. Now, if you do want to continually build your own well-being and really drive yourself forward, Nerida and I spoke so much today about the value and importance of having a coach to help you and to push you and keep you accountable. It's something we're very, very proud to do for a lot of people just like yourself. So take those next steps in building your well-being, in really driving your life forward and feeling like you're thriving and living your best life. Make sure you check out our website, www.bucoaching.org. There are a ton of free trainings you can do in there to get you started. Or reach out to our team by emailing grow, that's G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org. Mention you listen to the podcast and have a chat to our team. They'll be able to organize a complimentary connection call for yourself to have with one of our amazing confidence and purpose coaches. But until the next time we talk, as always, from the bottom of my heart, out to yours. Be empowered, be exceptional, and be you.